Hey, listen. I'm gonna level with you. I have no idea what I'm doing. But does anybody really know what they're doing? has come about a lot like my last one did where I said I just felt like I could not record like I had to get some things off my chest so that's where we are also kind of felt like I needed to record another episode because my last one was so heavy um, and then I just kind of disappeared so sorry about that um, I am okay uh, just so many things have happened since that episode. Um, went on our big summer youth camp trip. Got COVID while we were there. So had to recover from that. Um, went on vacation, which was lovely and needed and not long enough. It's never long enough. And then, oddly enough, I tried recording this last night, and my cat ended up having an accident where she fell and she injured her back, so I spent most of the night at the emergency vet with her. Um, so right now, I am recording in a different place. Um, the atmosphere might feel a little different. I am in the kind of open living area of my house downstairs. I'm normally cooped up in my bedroom, which is smaller, so there's not as much um, sound. Um, but I wanted to be downstairs because I wanted to paint while I record. To be totally transparent, this is the third time that I have recorded something. Um, the first time I had to stop because of my cat. And then about five minutes ago, I stopped and deleted because I had talked for about 20 minutes and said nothing, um, which is kind of a trend with this podcast, if you haven't noticed. So I wanted to be downstairs because I have a table and all of my art stuff is down here anyway. It's just easier just to set up down here. I would like to point out, however, that I live in a home that's in the middle of nowhere, countryside. I love it. During the day, I have all of these open windows where you can see 
around the whole property. It's gorgeous. It's beautiful. When a rainstorm comes through, it's gorgeous. When it snows, it's beautiful. Um, but there are no blinds or curtains on any of the windows. So when the sun goes down, it gets really dark out there. And I am a textbook scaredy cat. So I'm going to try my best to get through this. If I hear any kind of bump or noise coming from outside, I am jetting upstairs. I will probably keep recording and it will just record silence until my husband gets home um, and he takes care of it because I, my um, fight or flight, um, my fight or flight, if it kicks in in that kind of scenario, it's going to be flight every time. I'm darting, I'm getting out, hate it. <laughs> I'm so scared of not being able to see out the window, but knowing that if there was someone out there, they could see me. I don't want to think about it anymore. So, um, I'm going to be painting some greeting cards because I sometimes sell artsy things at craft fairs and I have one coming up in October, which is still a long way away because it's late July right now, but I have a very bad habit when I do these things of putting it off until like two weeks before the actual event. And then I'm like, I have no inventory. I have no product for anyone to purchase. And I wanna make sure that if somebody buys something at my booth that they have something of quality. So I am made it a point to not procrastinate this time. So I'm downstairs painting some watercolor greeting cards. I chose to do greeting cards mainly because I have a real big problem with the greeting card industry. Um, how are you going to charge me $7 for something? And then knowing that whoever I give it to is probably just going to throw it away. And the actual gift is either inside of that card or I just used that card to identify which gift was mine when I could just like put a piece of paper in there and say, Hey, this is for me. Or if they open it in front of me and be like, Oh yeah, that's for me. I make really pretty hand painted Listen to me. Oh, it's really pretty. <laughs> I'm so humble. I think they're pretty. And people have purchased them before, so somebody else out there thinks they're pretty too. So I make um, really pretty hand-painted greeting cards, and I sell them for um, like $2 or less. And they're blank on the inside, so you're forced to write a thought-out sort of note. Um... That's the thing though, if I get a greeting card for like a birthday, Christmas, whatever, and someone took the time to like actually hand write something to me, those are the kind of cards I keep. But if most of the card is like what the card already said and then you just sign your name, chances are I'm not gonna keep it. I might keep it if I can like use the front of the card to repurpose for something. This is going a direction I did not expect it to go. Anyway. It is fitting that I am painting while recording because what I wanted to talk about today is something that was hitting me really hard last night and continues to hit me hard tonight, um, which is imposter syndrome. In a nutshell, imposter syndrome is when you doubt or question all of your accomplishments, all of your skills, Anything that you might actually be good at, your brain tells you to question it. But it can, it can go as far as relationships. I went to a dinner um, for my sister's 30th birthday last night. And the whole way home, I was like, 
did anyone actually want me at that table or were they just being nice? Am I someone that people enjoy being around or do they just put on a show so they don't hurt my feelings? And then as I'm here painting, um, I step back and I look at my work and I'm like, anybody could do this better than me. Um, why are you even doing this? Why did you sign up for a craft fair? You know, you're not an actual artist, right? And it creeps into everything. It creeps into my marriage. It creeps into, um, my motherhood. It creeps into friendships. It creeps into, um, worship. When I'm worshiping on Sundays, I think, like, my brain is like, you're trash. You didn't hit that note. You just distracted somebody from worshiping fully because they heard you hit that wrong note. Are you actually worshiping or are you putting on some kind of show? Again, I'm going to put my disclaimer. I am not licensed in anything, counseling, psychology, mental illness, mental health, anything like that. This is purely, anything you hear off of this podcast is purely from my own experience or things that I have heard from actual counselors, therapists, professionals. I'm not a professional. I'm just somebody who struggles a lot on the daily with her brain trying to turn me against myself, essentially. Um, so anyway, kind of wanted to talk about imposter syndrome because... I was questioning my entire existence last night um, because like like I said in my last episode, you know, I feel and I still feel, I, I got a little bit better, I think, but I still struggle with the feeling of, am I actually like living my life? Like, what am I doing here? Um, and that's a lot. It's a lot to handle. And it's a lot. This is such a heavy feeling because I'm on, what did I say? I'm on take three. Yeah, I'm on take three now. And I still feel like I don't have a direction. I feel like I had a direction when I, when I pressed record. And now suddenly I don't know where I'm going. And I think that has a lot to do with, obviously, imposter syndrome, like I said, but the fact that I'm a perfectionist. I'm a perfectionist to the point that I won't even attempt something if I'm not 100% sure that I will be at least a little good at it. But then when I attempt things, especially new things, if I'm not instantly better at it than I thought I would be, I get discouraged like painting. Painting is not a very new thing to me. I've been painting for a while, but putting my products out there, like putting my art out there for someone to look at and judge and decide if that's something that they want to spend their money on or not, that is very new, like less than a year new. And it's intimidating and it makes me question all of my life choices.
because I'm still struggling really hard to figure out what my purpose is. I toe that line on the daily between I'm very thankful for where I am in life right now. Um, I work part-time. I am fortunate enough to work usually maximum two days a week um, at a pretty low-stress job. Um, And I'm usually home by 2 p.m. My schedule is very flexible, wherein if I needed to do everything in one day, you know, in theory, I could. If I wanted to spread it out, I could do that too. But, you know, I went from teaching where I was at the school from 7 a.m. or before to like 4 to 5 p.m., five days a week, and then sometimes doing stuff on the weekends and having meetings and constantly having parents judge me and hate me and be unkind to me and kids who don't listen and don't like me either and a system that is so broken that it's impossible it was impossible it got impossible for me to find any joy in the career so from going to that to working very much part-time being very blessed um, that we didn't take a huge financial cut because of that. Um, Having a lot of things just fall into place where it makes sense for me to not be teaching anymore and to be spending so much time with my daughter. I never want to take where I am and how my life is right now for granted because I know I have it good. I know I do. Um, You know, school's starting back like this week for teachers and the next week for students in the district where I am. And, And I just continue what I've been doing all summer. There were at least two weeks this summer that I didn't work at all. I stayed home all five days. So I I, I toe that line between I know that I have it good. I have it made in the shade where I am right now in life. But then the other side of that line is what am I doing with my life? Is this my purpose? Is this what I'm supposed to be doing with my life? And so I do things like craft fears and podcasts (laughs) and... um, I do those sorts of things to try and, I guess, figure out, like, is this what, could this be what I want to do? Obviously, podcasting, I'm going to get a little bit closer to the mic. Obviously, podcasting is not, like, my future career or anything. This is just to prove a point. Um, So, I don't know. I tow that line. That's all you need to know. Gosh. I get so frustrated with myself because I know what I want to say and for some reason it takes me five years to actually say it. I don't know why. 
I'm, I'm like that all the time. Any story I ever tell has like so many like random details in it and detours in it that it's sometimes hard to keep up with what I'm trying to say. But raise your hand if you have ever doubted everything that you do. If your hand is up, you've probably suffered from imposter syndrome. Like, do you ever just sit there and you think, like, how did I even get this job? How did someone trust me enough to do this? Am I even good at it? That, that one got me in teaching a lot when it came to parent-teacher conferences, when they would start asking me questions about, like, oh, well, how do you think Johnny's doing in this subject? Or what's something we could do to help him learn this? Or what's your opinion on this? And I would give it, and... A lot of the times as I'm speaking to these parents of children that I'm in charge of, I'd be like, am I even giving a, an adequate answer? Do I even know what I'm talking about? Who put me in charge of 24 children? So, um, yeah, imposter syndrome can hit you like that. I ended up texting three people who I consider to be very close friends, best friends if you will. I can think of two others that I probably could have texted, but one is about to have her first baby and has a lot of family stuff going on. And the other, I don't feel as close to as I used to, which is sad. Um, so yeah, I texted three people that I trust. Because remember I said you need someone that can receive your heavy things. And I knew that these three could handle it. They've proved that over and over again. And just kind of asked, like, you know, would you pray for me? I'm, I'm struggling. And, of course, they did. And they sent me encouragements and loves. And they're just, they're beautiful. And they are selfless. And I do not deserve any of them. Not just the three that I chose to text, but but you know, like while I was talking with them, it hit me again. Um, am I? <laughs> am I a good friend? Do I actually have friends, or do I just have? really awesome people in my life that take their time and their energy to help someone who's struggling, a.k.a. me. So, like, <laughs> do I have people who are close to me, or is it just, like, a mirage? Is it just a fake thing? Not that they're fake, but just that 
I don't think I deserve that kind of love. I don't think I deserve that kind of friend. And so I automatically think that it's not real. I'm not calling them fake because they're not. They're real. Their intentions are real. I guess they consider me a friend. It's just that I consider like a handful of people to be really close to me. But I don't think I deserve it, so I just get really confused. I'm not sure if they actually like me or if they're just being nice. Cause it's gross. I really don't want this to be a trend that I cry. Is this the third time? Or is it just the second? I don't know. I'm just really struggling to know if anything that I'm doing is right. And even when I feel like I am doing things right, whether that be in my marriage or my friendships or my parenting or um, my spirituality, even when I feel like I'm doing things right in any of those areas, it's not good enough, right? I... I might spend uninterrupted time with my daughter, but later in the day I'm going to point out everything that I did wrong and how I could have done it better. And the more that I talk about things that are bothering me, or the more that I talk about things that happen in the depths of my really dark, flawed and obscure mind, the more selfish I feel the more dislike I feel for myself. You know, I've been on this planet for 32 years. And I can think of only a handful of times where I actually liked myself. Like, it's really hard for me to take a compliment. Like, it's really hard for me to take a compliment. Um, even if I'm, like, feeling confident in whatever area I was just complimented on, even if I'm, like, having a confidence day in that area, I will immediately, immediately think of something negative about it. For example, I'm trying to wear my hair more natural. I stop dyeing it. Um, I try not to blow dry it um, or use heat tools or anything like that because I was noticing that it was really damaged. I was like, well, I'll just go natural. And my hair naturally, like if I don't do anything to it, is a hot mess. So I do have to do some things like um, put some kind of product in it, um, spend a little bit of time like styling it with a brush or something because it's it's wavy but it's not curly and so if I do nothing to it it just looks like a piece of cotton stuck on my head um, like you know like when you pull cotton apart and it like gets really like fluffy and stringy that's my hair anyway so I've been doing that 
more lately, and I kind of got into a rhythm, and it's very, it's very 80s, it's very, because I have bangs, and it's like wavy, kind of long, it's very 80s, it's very shag, it's very like metal rock and roll, like, and so I kind of like it, and kind of dig it, you know, vintage things are in right now, so I love it, and somebody complimented my hair, and it was really nice, they were like, I've noticed um, that you've, like, been letting your hair be curly lately, like, it looks really good, it, it suits you, it looks really good on you, and... I did say thank you because you're supposed to say thank you when someone compliments you. I didn't mean it, but I did say thank you. And immediately I was like, oh, thanks. Yeah, it's really frizzy. Um, I wish it looked like blah, 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 blah. And I hate it when people do that to me. Like if I compliment something about you, I'm not just saying it and I'm not lying. I'm telling you the honest truth. And if somebody's like, yeah, I guess, or like, they're like, no, that's not right. I don't want to. I'm like, just stop. Because I see so many good things in other people, especially the people that I love. I see all these amazing things about them and want to point them out to them because I want them to feel amazing about themselves because that's what they are. They're amazing. But I cannot see it in myself. And I think everybody's like that, at least at some point in time. I want to go back to friends just for a second because every friend but one of the ones that I spoke about a little earlier uh, listen to this podcast. Which is ironic because they're the only people that I've really told about it. Isn't that funny? It is not their job to help me understand that they're a real friend because the fact that I think about them often the fact that I know that I can go to them if I have a problem even the ones that I chose not to text last night the fact that I know that they would help I know that I can trust them with the deep stuff with the heavy stuff they can carry it they can handle it they want to handle it So the fact that I do those things and think about those things with that set of people already means that they have already proven to me that they're real. So no responsibility falls on them with this. This is not a, hey, hey guys, if you're listening and you know that you're one of the people that I'm talking about, I'm not upset with any of you. I would just like to make that clear. If it has come off that way, did you notice I got a little closer to the mic? You guys are my people. I don't trust people easily. And I trust the five of you. And I probably trust a few more. I just can't think of them right now. But I trust the five of you. And I'm very thankful for you. And you mean a lot to me. So if you were thinking for even a second, oh, am I, am I enough? Am I being a good enough friend? Stop it. Smack yourself on the hand. Yes, you are doing enough. Sarah's just, you know, 
special. Okay. So I just wanted to make that clear that the responsibility of me feeling like I am an imposter friend does not fall on the friends that I have. I was going to just let it go without saying, but my husband is my number one BFF. Sorry, everybody else. Not sorry. Um, so is there anything that you can do when you are feeling like an imposter, when you are feeling like you're not enough? Um, the short answer of that is yes. Um, Sarah, what are all the things that we can do when we feel this way? <laughs> Spoiler alert, I don't know. Um, because this is one of the things that, apart from like the not being good enough part, I know I covered that in therapy when I was going, um, but like the actual term imposter syndrome and how it's like an overwhelming feeling of nothing that I do, I'm qualified to do. Um, that part I know for a fact was never discussed in my time in therapy so you know I don't really know what to do so if you find that out will you please let me know here's what I do know though this feeling of being an imposter is a very heavy feeling and if you've ever felt a heavy feeling you know exactly what I'm talking about. I don't have to elaborate on the word heavy. You know how that feels. Um, and imposter syndrome is a very heavy feeling. Um, but the thing about having heavy feelings is that you can ask someone to help you carry it. Because if you have someone that will help you carry it, it's not going to be as heavy, right? Think of where you're carrying a big heavy box and you're struggling. If you ask someone to help you carry it, the box immediately becomes lighter. And I know what you're thinking. Sarah, you have mentioned before how you don't like bothering your friends with your problems. <laughs> well, you would be right about that. I hate that. I don't like the idea of my friends having to shoulder my burdens on top of things that they're already carrying. But here's how that works. They will help me carry my heavy things. And if they ever have something that's heavy, I will help them carry their heavy thing. Because that's what true friends do. And the friends that I have are tried and true. They've helped me carry heavy things before. Some of them literally um, have helped me carry heavy things when they helped me move from my apartment to my home. Or out of my home when I moved out of the home into the apartment. Um, so some of them quite literally have helped me carry heavy things, but that's not what we're talking about. Focus. I started painting again. Can you tell a difference? Can you tell a difference between when I was um, painting and when I stopped <laughs> the the focus of the podcast was much stronger when I was not also painting flowers um, <laughs> so funny I am not convinced that I have like undiagnosed ADHD or something like that or ADD but I have a really hard time focusing anyway see imposter syndrome 
my brain just told me, well, why are you recording a podcast? You shouldn't be doing this. You are so unqualified. All right, so if you have the heavy feeling where you're thinking, like, I'm just not good enough. I don't even know. I don't even know what I'm doing. Am I qualified for this? Am I actually a good friend? Am I actually a good mom, good dad? Am I actually a good husband, good wife? Um, Share that with someone. Share that heavy feeling with someone so that they can point you in the direction of truth, which is, yes, you are qualified. Yes, you are good enough. And yes, you are going to be okay because I'm going to be here with you to help it. So that's really my only piece of advice. And I am the biggest fraud right now because I have the hardest time sharing my feelings with the people I love. I have the hardest time telling people how I feel. I have the hardest time telling people when I'm struggling because I don't want them to have to help me carry their heavy. I want to help them carry theirs. Please reach out to me. Please text me. I can handle it. I promise you. Just because I'm unstable with my own stuff doesn't mean I'm going to be unstable with yours. In fact, helping you makes me a little more stable because you know why? Because it makes me feel like it makes me feel needed. It makes me feel like, hey, I am a good friend because they've trusted me enough to give me this and to let me help them. It really, I mean, it's amazing. I don't have all the answers. I won't pretend like I do if you ever ask me for help. Um, But I will tell you that it does wonders for my soul when a friend takes their time to tell me their struggles and wants me to help them carry their heavy. I want to help you carry your heavy. And if you're listening and you don't know me, (laughs) that's okay. I'm willing to bet you have at least one person who wants to do that for you. But you're never going to be able to carry this heavy load successfully without help. That's just the facts. You're not going to be able to handle this by yourself. Spoiler alert, you need help, and that's okay. It's okay to need help. I need help basically every second of the day. So I'm going to go sit with my feelings. I'm going to go finish painting some cards. I'm going to, actually, I'm probably just going to finish this one and then dart my way up the stairs to edit because I do not want to sit in the open in this dark outside world that's staring back at me any longer. I want to go upstairs and hide (laughs) because that's what I do best. I hide. I like to hide physically. I like to hide my emotions. I would really like to say, though, before I end, I'm really thankful for those that listen. So just remember, when you feel like a fraud, you start to doubt yourself, you feel like an imposter, remember to share that with someone. 
don't be afraid to reach out. You have someone somewhere, even if it's a healthcare professional or mental health care professional, there's someone out there willing to listen and willing to help. You just gotta find them. So now that this podcast episode is over, I still feel like a complete fraud. Um, like I said, I don't really know how to fix this one. This is just, I just needed to say some things. So thank you for listening. And I'll try to do better next time.